We are I. It seems like this story around the world is getting some attention, but <clears throat> almost not as much attention is what it it should. And I say that by way of I've I've talked on this podcast before about not liking this guy. <clears throat> Coming across this guy on social media that just can't really stand a lot of the stuff he says. And it the stuff that he says that I don't like so outweighs the stuff that I agree with. I just can't stand him. And for the longest time, I was so ignorant to who this guy was and not really paying any attention to it. Just just the look at him, it would just... I just this had this overwhelming feeling of disgust. And then I realized a lot of other people in the world felt this way, but I was in a lot of you know, influx because some of the things he said I agreed with, but there's like these things that he said that I didn't, it's not that I didn't agree with him. It's like, I, I vehemently didn't agree with it. Like it just, there was nothing about, you know, this, this guy that I could overlook to make sure that this message, it's still, I still believed in it. And I see this with a, a lot with people where, you know, I, I I agree with these things on a fundamental level, but then they say things that are so obtuse to me. I have a hard time bridging the gap back to where this ground is that we can stand and agree and then leverage for future conversation. Now, this guy turns out to be this former extremely elite high-level kickboxer, Andrew Tate. Now, super famous you know, has had a huge, huge, huge social media following worldwide. It's been on all the top podcasts pretty much, you know, but now is in jail in Romania with his brother. And kind of loosely following this story and, you know, just out of interest to see what is going to happen, you know, because they have them on, I think, you know, human trafficking, rape, uh, like all of these like extremely serious charges. Now, I seen a post that his lawyer put out and his lawyer put out this post that explained how she's been trying to to see and to understand these charges and how and understand the evidence. And I guess in Romania, obviously, things are a little bit different than they are here because she's saying, according to international law, you know, if they haven't been charged and if there's there's no real evidence to be able to point at. They should be let go you know, upon like 30 days of detention or something loosely along these lines. And, you know, now we're at that time frame. So they should be let go if there's no actual charges being laid. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because we know that the Americans and we know that other countries around the world detain people all the time. And make up bullshit charges to be able to leverage governments and leverage institutions and leverage people. We see this all the time. But I feel like as soon as it happens to us over here in the West, that it's just unfathomable. I can't believe you do that to us. It's like, but we do it to people all the time. 
all the time. In Canada, we were holding one of the executives of Huawei only to be able to leverage or help the Americans leverage the Chinese. And then we handed her over to the Americans anyway. But that was okay. Like, unbelievable. You know, and that's just like an example. It may be a bad example in this case, but the example is that we do it to be able to create leverage and pressure. But again, when it happens to us, people just immediately put up the blinders. Like, like this is, we've never done anything like this before. We are so good. You know, like we are the shining example. I can't believe anybody would do this to us. Now, do I agree that these people should be held in jail no matter how much I disagree with them? No, I don't. Like, if they haven't been charged and they're not going to be charged or there actually isn't a lot of tangible evidence behind charging these people or, you know, maybe there is according to Romanian law. But if they are being legitimately held and breaking international law and if Romania acknowledges that international law, because this is another thing, like there's a lot of these countries that don't acknowledge these governing bodies that we acknowledge because they they live in a system outside of that not saying whether it's right or wrong just saying that not everybody agrees to the same system now i guess from what i also understand this investigation has been going on since april 2022 and they were arrested you know like what eight months later so there's obviously something here but what is it does anybody know i guess they don't know and you know hurt their lawyer she filled out all the proper documentation she went with representatives you know from romania i guess they checked all the boxes dotted all the i's crossed all the t's and she still wasn't allowed to be able to see them or gain access to the information so there's a little bit of fuckery going on to the degree of what it is i have no idea because i also don't know what it's like in romania and I don't know if their system even is close enough to ours that we can say things are obtuse over there or that are going on over there in contrast to our system here because our system is obviously full of imperfections because other systems in the world, we know that people still get stoned to death. We know that there's public executions. There's public beheadings. Like these are some of the other systems that are in this world now. Do I agree with those? No, not necessarily. But we're only talking about that there's different systems that are being run. Whereas Romania on that sliding scale? I have absolutely no idea. And I don't think that anybody really knows because there's never been somebody high profile arrested in Romania that we've had to analyze it. But we do know places like what Russia is willing to do and the leverage that they're going to have you know, by arresting people and then using them as leverage to be able to get their own convicts out that are, you know, have been arrested and charged in the United States. So we do know that there's some fuckery afoot and we do know that it becomes a little bit more of a, you know, a cat and mouse game on the internet and globally more and more all the time about arresting, you know, high level officials or, you know, um, you know, people who are sports stars or social media stars or anything along these lines we we know that this is becoming more of a global game because it, there's examples that happen in the news all the time and again that's a whole another point of whether you uh, agree or disagree with the fuckery but the fuckery has always been afoot but i don't know why we're so surprised by it now 
You know, the the things that I guess are a little bit more surprising to me is that it's like these Chinese spy balloons that are flying all over, um, you know, Canada, the United States, South America, and who knows where else. And I'm like, well, just because we label them Chinese spy balloons, are they? Because I realized this the other day after I said this. It's like, well, I was, I only heard that. Like, what do I know? Are are they spying? You know, who knows? What's the definition of spying these days? It's going to be simply that, you know, they're collecting information. Well, is a satellite always collecting information? Yes. Like that's the definition of a satellite is receiving and, you know, inputting and outputting information. So every satellite, I guess, is technically a spy satellite. <clears throat> is it taking pictures of things? I don't know. I don't know if there was cameras on it. Do you know if there's cameras on it? I don't know if anybody's ever talked about it. But now, you know, China is upset that if the Americans are breaking international law, you know, by shooting down their satellites. It's like, well, if they are simply just, you know, really low Earth sab- or low orbit satellites, like, I, I don't know. I don't think anybody does. What if... What if another country deemed that Starlink were spy satellites? Could they shoot them down? I don't know. Because another country sure really easily could, especially a place like China that wants to have absolute censorship over the internet. And if that gives them, if it gives their citizens access to the internet that they can't control, then I guess that would be espionage to or spying to some degree. You know, I look at all these things that are going around the around the world. It's like what an interesting place. Like you can see the chaos and the and the disarray, you know, and how all of the air quotes average folk are just inundated with so much. We just tend not to care. Because a lot of people ask me that in my day. It's like, like, why do you care so much? It's like, well, it's not necessarily that I that I care is that how can you not be paying attention? Because all of our policy in Canada, all of our policy globally are shaped on all of these things. You know, like they're all, everything is now interconnected. If you're not paying attention, there's a price to that. There's a price to knowing that you know, look at these pilots in the Dominican. I don't know if anybody heard of this or remembers that. I think I talked about it briefly a long time ago. There was this air crew that flew. I It was for, you know, a company like, say, Sunwing or something like that, like a, a secondary airline. And they were Canadian or American. They went down to the Dominican. They were on a return flight. They were the actual flight crew of the plane. Well, it turns out that there was a suspicious package on this plane, so he turned it over to the authorities, and it happened to be drugs. And they've been held in jail. I I don't even know if they're on it. It's been like, like after like eight months, I heard that they were still in jail. Nine months, ten months, they were still in jail. They still hadn't made it back to Canada or the United States because the authority thought it was theirs. And their position was like, why would we turn it over if it was ours? We did the right thing, and we got penalized for it. It's like, there's another example. So the price of not paying attention and the cost of it is very high sometimes. And we can't just not pay attention. Because 
When it comes to policies, although that we've learned that, you know, us as citizens of nations actually have no fundamental control over policy, which is a scary thought in its own and a system that definitely needs to be changed. Hopefully one day it may be before things get very, very, very bad. But there's a certain element to life within your own life, within your own small circle, and looking at what's going on around you, outside of all these things internationally, that the price of not paying attention and the cost of it is very, very high.